0: Welcome to KFab, the podcast. The podcast about wrestling and fashion, but mostly fashion. I'm Sarah. And
1: I'm Katie. And Christina's not here today, uh, but we have a very special guest helping us talk about wrestling. Guest, would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Hello. The man on the street, Street Team Kyle, is here to talk wrestling.
1: Yay! Uh, So Kyle's here. (laughs) Is that a better intro? Uh, Full disclosure, he is um, also my husband. So I guess there's, is that nepotism if you're married? What's the word for it? Favoritism, certainly. Favoritism, for sure. But Kyle, you are a person who watches wrestling often yes so you definitely know more than we do we yeah. are new ish wrestling fans who don't normally regularly watch so it'll be good to have someone with a little bit more knowledge here to exactly. help us exactly and yeah. also this is the 40th episode so like we're <gasps> it getting is. we're getting there we're learning yes we're growing we're developing and also along for the ride we have as always producer mike hi mike
3: Uh, Hey, everybody. My name is producer Mike. Um, You know, I'm a lifelong wrestling fan, and, you know, occasionally... They'll threaten to me to sort of fill in any gaps in their wrestling knowledge, but uh, we got Street Team Kyle here today, so, you know, I kind of like to hear what he has to say.
1: <laughs> that voice reminds me so much of, like, did you guys ever watch the animated Twas the Night Before Christmas yes. with all the mice? It's like the sun mouse, only you're not as much of a dweeb as he is, Mike. Yep. You're, like, the cool version of that mouse. I also, don't know.
2: I mean, I think Mike is very similar to that mouse, but, like, that mouse, if he had a dark streak.
1: That mouse does oh, yeah. have a dark streak. He tells everyone Santa's a
0: lie.
2: Yeah, but even a darker streak. Like, I think Mike, as that mouse, would say, Santa's dead.
0: I remember oh. the moment that I found out that Santa Claus wasn't real. What? And It was the worst experience of my life. I was eating chicken tenders and curly fries <gasps> at this place called Way Crazies on the back of Signal Mountain in Tennessee. And my sister just looks at me and goes, By the way, Santa Claus is not real. It's ice cold. All right, it's I have worst. a question
2: about Way Crazies. Is it a truck way station and it's spelled W E I G H Crazies?
0: I do. No, I, that would be even better if it was. <laughs> and the little, like, the chicken tenders were shaped as 18-wheelers. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. And not dino t- tenders. They're trailer tenders. Yep, trailer
1: tenders. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like a very, like, Kyle, you're speaking as, with a lot of Southern authority here about what types of... Restaurants I, are around.
2: I'm going to speak with a lot of Southern authority in this oh, podcast. Yeah. I plan on it. Um, wow. And I think it will tie a lot into why I picked the wrestler we're covering today. Oh,
0: that's, that's true. I mean, I could tell by the hair already. <laughs> well,
2: he's we'll not there. from
4: the
0: South. Oh,
1: oh my God. Okay. What is this? Wrestling, Wrestling news.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm really overwhelmed. Me too. Um, John Hennigan, a.k.a. John Morrison, a.k.a. Johnny Impact, a.k.a. Johnny Mundo, has re-signed with the WWE. He left the company in 2011 and has wrestled all over the place, most recently Impact Wrestling. But honestly, who cares? Based off looks alone, what do we think about him? Hmm. Uh. God, I don't even know. I'm, like, I really either. at a loss with this guy. He, so, to set the scene a little, he looks kind of like the porn
0: version of the vampire Lestat. <laughs> yeah. He does. But he also kind of has, like... Um
3: the porn version of Lestat. Yeah, His whole Lestat. deal
2: was being a porn version of himself. That's true. No, I think he's more of the Harlequin Romance version of himself because he's got the flowing like billowy shirt.
1: He does have um, <laughs> muscles that one would normally say are show muscles, though he yeah. does wrestle so he uses them. But he's got the
0: very exaggerated um, eight pack. I know you say like based on looks alone i want to like can we dig further like what's his deal
2: well here's one thing i didn't watch a lot of wwe uh in the early aughts or late aughts i don't know what period like he overlapped so Mm -hmm. i don't recognize him i saw a post about this on uprocks this week and he did not look nearly as attractive in the picture they used uh oh yeah These like he looks kind of like a dark uh, Yang to Tyler Breeze's yin
0: oh, that's literally what I was thinking mm-hmm. I was going to say that but also he kind of in that bottom photo it looks like he's in the music video Save a Horse Ride a Cowboy yeah
2: Well, here's, of Ages.
1: Yeah. here's something that I other. just noticed I was blinded by his 8 pack but he's at the light installation at LACMA in this oh wow. picture oh my gosh he's where all the influencers <laughs> take their picture which is extremely funny can you imagine driving by and seeing this? He's like fully wearing carpenter jeans that are down low and he's got Greek key boxer briefs on, which is a lot yep. of luck. Oh and my he's, God, that's
0: so
2: funny. What, are, what
1: is that installation called?
2: Street lamps.
1: No, it's. it has a name. It's an art. Light boys. It's an art to light boys with a Z. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I also have a lot of questions about his like furry coats with they're bedazzled, too. There's a lot of look going on. And honestly, he looks like a different human in each of these pictures to me because of the angle and the lighting and the lack of smoky eye in the other two pictures.
2: I'm very taken in by the smoky eye.
1: (sighs) I'd say he's hottest in this picture. Yeah, I would say so, too. Where he's wearing... Because he kind of looks...
0: Yeah, he looks better in that one, for sure. He looks kind
1: of like... uh, mm, that, that's like the harlequin romance novel cover to me where he yeah. looks kind of like a uh, hot cowboy in mm-hmm. that one which i think is more my vibe than
0: hot vampire yeah or hot rock of H what do we think uh christina would think let's just say what we think she would think oh of it.
3: Mm. i'm staying out of it she would probably be like honestly i'd fuck him like that's sort of <laughs> what i think christina would say at this point if i was oh, doing an wow. impression i
0: think she'd be into the darkness
1: yeah, the You've dark just, vibe. Yeah, I think the bot is undeniable. I mean, the bot the is face definitely undeniable. It's a matter is, of taste.
2: The faces are completely different. Yes, because the 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 smoky eye. He looks like the Satanist from Righteous Gemstones, just he with dark does. hair. Oh,
1: he does. Like he does. the smoky
2: eye is <laughs> just a lot.
1: It's a lot of luck. It is.
2: So I, they,
3: I when I I when i was watching before i like went on a long hiatus with wrestling he was sort of what you were saying like kind of a darker version of tyler breeze this is way before tyler breeze he was kind of a pretty boy he had the fur coat uh-huh. but then at some point he was Repackaged as John Morrison, like Jim Morrison from The Doors, and so he was uh, doing oh a very man. Doors-like persona, I think. So but that's I wasn't the totally watching.
1: one kind of. Yeah, yeah. although it's not—it's a lame
0: version of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's like a 15 years later than Jim Morrison is the actual fashion that they're doing there. Yeah. Interesting.
2: I, I don't understand what WWE thought in 2011. That was like, we got to get on that Jim Morrison wave. <laughs>
1: you know who's hot right now? Jim Morrison. You know who's not?
0: <laughs> Jim Morrison.
1: <laughs> so, oh, I'm sorry, Mike, you had more questions on this slide. How do we think he'll do? Do we think he'll be the next Finn Balor or the next EC3? Which is
2: a very disrespectful thing to ask, okay? <laughs> He's definitely going to be the next EC3 because they have no interest in... Uh, charming young men with chiseled bodies
1: you like ec3 kyle
2: he's hilarious he's great i think he's a true delight and he's been wasted for the last 10 months uh i i love ec3 you don't like him because he wore a very poorly made bearskin vest
1: oh yeah he had a fur coat uh, that was like, you know, fake fur, whatever. You definitely don't wear real fur. Um, but then they cut the sleeves off of it when he, he got called up to the main show. And then it was like, well, now the fakeness is
0: too much. Wait, remind me who EC3 is.
2: That's the problem. Uh, he wrestled uh, Velveteen Dream last fall. He had like a, a good program in NXT. He like threw Velveteen Dream in a pool oh wow uh, and then when he got called up to the main roster mm-hmm. they just one they didn't let him talk for th- like two to three months uh-huh. they literally Is like
4: because he talks like this no
2: he, he's <laughs> a very good he's a very good talker he's got a good personality and character yeah. and they literally brought him up to do interview segments where he didn't get to answer questions because he was interrupted and like sort of in the way that if you see an extra in a movie that's there's like that story from wet hot american summer where they have the girls singing in the talent show at the end but only mm-hmm. one can sing because they could only pay one of them for vocals so the other two are just like swaying from side to side while one girl sings it was that sort of thing where it's like pointedly yeah him not being allowed to talk because i think they have to pay him an extra 200 bucks or give him a ride to the next location yeah. for appearing on that episode wow
1: But UC3's thing is kind of fine. He's like the top 1%. So he's kind of supposed to be like the rich butthole. But then they never give him nice enough clothes for his promos to make that really land for me either. But that's, you know, that's the limitations of their budget. But I'm like, you can tell when it's a cheap suit and none of their suits are really good. You could just do the Bianca Belair
0: thing and make your own outfits.
1: He should actually have a tailor. That would help a lot.
0: Oh no Okay Baron Corbin won this year's King of the Ring Shocker Uh, Producer Mike still hates Baron Corbin But everyone says he did such a good job That he's begrudgingly including it How do you feel about this? Does this swarmy king persona work for his character? Does him being powerful make him more attractive to you? Any and all thoughts welcome. No.
1: No, still not attractive. If anything, the weird bulking up he's trying to do in his upper body makes it all worse. I I can't. He's... I, I can't. It's bad. Yeah.
2: He looks like a giant baby. Like, he looks <laughs> like a baby that's been put in a taffy like machine and yeah. turned it into an adult shape, but still has like the weird, like round face.
0: Mm-hmm. Or doesn't he look like a guy named Gus who created his own birthday party? Like he yeah. was like, yeah, like this is my, like I wanted this theme. No one would do it for me. So like I fucking bought a throne.
1: He's actually in the shot. I just noticed wearing the tank top that I had in seventh grade when I wasn't allowed to wear spaghetti straps yep. where it's like the one step up where they're thicker. Yep. <laughs> That's And it's it's interesting to see that um, on a wrestler because usually they do the full undershirt width. Or the,
0: like, really low
1: cut. Yeah, the um, Braun Strowman mm-hmm. deep cleave. Peepaw dirt. The super yeah. scoop. The super yeah. scoop. But super scoop. And we're I, not just talking about ice cream today, ladies. Oh, I want ice cream. But you know what? I'd have to commend him for wearing the... um. Uh, what is it? The George, the third crown he has on the same crown that it's it's like the one that Elizabeth wears for the fanciest events, which is Ooh. a really funny one for them to pick out specifically. I've just killed producer Mike with this. Yeah. You, Mike, you I know, know a lot Sarah, about. There's
2: like a notorious TR and crown fiend.
0: I know yeah. a lot about them. I love this so much. We need to just do a whole crown episode. Yeah. I could. Sarah, I could what's your favorite crown?
2: Them. Name it. Describe it.
1: Oh, cool. I really like the tech uh, turquoise tiara that. <laughs>
4: Keep going.
1: <laughs> Quick on your feet. That Come Princess <laughs> Margaret used to wear to like the opera and stuff. It was like it hasn't been seen since she died. It's in the vault probably, but it has or all these in the in Disney it. vault. It's in the Disney vault with the Fox and the Hound. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that was really finally what broke producer Mike. But you know what? We all contain multitudes, and we have a lot of interests. And one of my interests <laughs> is in practical accessories. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, transitions um, CM Punk quit wrestling something like five years ago and wrestling fans have predicted he will return pretty much nonstop ever since seems like there can't be a wrestling event for WWE and now AEW where fans and wrestling journalists alike can't seem to stop speculating about Punk's return despite him remaining adamant he won't come back said all of that to say cm punk auditioned for an on-camera role as part of wwe's move to fox Ooh. Ooh, it wouldn't be wrestling but that hasn't stopped everyone from saying that it's only a matter of time before he gets back in the ring this is probably more of a long time wrestling fan's pet peeve but what will it take to stop fans from thirsting after cm punk so hard well maybe if that movie's bad
2: yeah he's in a new horror movie coming out this fall oh, and yeah? i've seen that
1: trailer non-stop and i don't care for it it's like a it's like a home renovation one where he's in Chicago and like the built-ins are haunted. The built-ins are haunted. Like, the ghost girl comes out of the built-ins.
0: Oh no!
2: <laughs> oh no! I honestly, actually, I think they'll stop thirsting for him in WWE if that movie does well. Oh! I think like he needs to have like his. He needs to be the villain in a Saw-esque horror franchise, like he needs to find his jigsaw role Mm. so people will stop thinking of him as a wrestler and just think of him as like a creepy dude that appears in a movie every other year.
1: Well, he's supposed to be the hero, although maybe that's the twist.
2: I don't think he's a hero Is that he's the bad guy?
0: Well, our our person we're talking about today has kind of played in that realm too. Ooh,
1: that's fun. I didn't know that. This movie, by the way, is called The Girl on the Third Floor. I feel like we should actually say what it's called if anyone cares.
0: Um, I don't. It's really... a loud apartment complex because you know everyone's going to hear below that all the <laughs> hauntings and be like, "What the fuck is happening in your apartment?" I'm sorry,
1: it's just the shelving unit. <laughs> I don't
3: know. I, when I lived in in Chicago, I had this like upstairs roommate who would just have what I could only describe as apocalyptic sex upstairs, <laughs> and it was totally crazy. Where it was like dead quiet, and then. All hell would break loose for legit <laughs> ten seconds, and I didn 't know what to do and I feel like it could have been a haunting going on up there like it was that insane, so I feel like most tenants would just be like, "You yeah, don't know. It's not, it's not my business, I'll just put on <laughs> headphones, I guess so this go.
0: movie is based off of your upstairs neighbor. it might be yeah.
1: But did blood come out of your dish disposal? Because that's something else that happens in this movie.
2: I don't think it's blood, it's like a black sludge. It gets all in CM Punk's mouth. It's Oh
1: gross.
0: no, how do
1: you clean that out? I <laughs> know, oh, it's gross. I've seen this do, trailer do so much. Do they cover his tats? No, so. but he definitely did some conditioning so his abs be popping in the trailer. So Christina, maybe check it out. All right, good to know. <gasps> okay, so this is really exciting. Um, this episode, we're going to talk about Diamond Dallas Page. DDP! Bang! Oh, Kyle, do you want to say why... So, Kyle, as our guest, you, you picked the wrestler.
2: Yes, I did. Do you
1: want to give us a little intro?
2: Um, yeah, I don't... So, as a wrestling fan, like, I watch a good bit of wrestling now, uh, but growing up, I watched wrestling for, like, two... Uh, periods. One was like when I was in middle school Mm -hmm. and the other was like when I was in high school. I didn't watch it like regularly because uh, my parents didn't want me to. (laughs) Uh, So it's like wrestling South Park and the Simpsons. I'd have to watch like I'd be like oh I'm going to do homework and close my door and then put it on in the TV in my room. Uh, And like I watched WCW for a stretch when like Diamond Dallas Page was in a program with Goldberg and like it's weird but i just thought diamond dallas page was real cool he looked like he looked like what 12 year old me thought a really strong dude who could beat people up was
0: i love that uh speaking of 12 year old you since this is a fashion podcast as Mm -hmm. well what was 12 year old you wearing at that time
2: uh (laughs) uh Shirts, they were like button-up shirts, but instead of buttons, they had zippers.
1: Oh, Oh no, Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah
0: is like in shock right now.
1: This is like, an. it's funny because, Kyle, your parents take a lot of pictures, and they have a lot of pictures of you up in their home, and somehow I have never
0: noticed you wearing a lot of zippered (laughs) shirts in those pictures.
2: That was like my downtime. I'd have to, you know, button up for the family functions. Oh, yeah,
0: with the white, the full-on white for those beach photos. You know, oh, yep. <laughs> there's a lot of beach photos
2: I mean, in the household. When I was 12
3: and my family took me to Hot Topic for the first time mm-hmm. like I wish you could see what my brain did when I discovered ironic t-shirts <laughs> I was like oh my god I have to get all of
0: <laughs> God 12 was a tough time. Was yeah. it like those ones that like they're on the wall and they're like in frames and you have to go through them and no, you're like yeah. I want that one and I want that one.
2: Well see mine, uh, we have Hot Topic and High Point it was uh, Gadzooks.
0: I was literally about to say you
2: gotta go to the Zooks. <laughs> Gadzooks in the back and they had all the t-shirts like on the yeah. wall through like the grates. <laughs> yep. And it was like okay uh, this column down. Yep
0: Z3 uh, <laughs> I would like. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: and then I was very into Dragon t-shirts from Pacific Sunwear. Oh PacSun. Oh, <laughs> <yep. God.
1: laughs>
2: I know exactly what you're talking this is about.
0: extremely funny. And they'd be in that like weird slime green color and you're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah, that slime green speaks to me. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> the other thing I wanna say is like, I'm from the middle of North Carolina and I don't know if you had this experience as much in like the mountains and like Western North Carolina and Tennessee, but like Greensboro, North Carolina was one of the major locations for WCW. Like mm-hmm. they like, that's a town where you wouldn't get many concerts come through but that's a place where they might have halloween havoc and it'd be like a big deal that wcw has like one of their pay-per-views in your town so it's the thing that like when i was growing up wrestling in a way was inescapable because that was the thing in town that was sports we didn't have a minor league baseball team until i was like in high school the carolina panthers weren't a team until like i was in middle school so we didn't have stuff to root for uh wcw and to a lesser extent wwf was one of the bigger sporting things outside of college sports yeah
0: i definitely remember it being very popular but it was also like just because I went to an all-girls school. Mm -hmm. I wasn't really there as much in middle school and high school, but in elementary school, I remember all the guys being just truly obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And always wearing the shirts and stuff, so. But it definitely, I mean, it has that that vibe to it. And I think that's why I'm so drawn to it for the weird redneck shit, you know? Yeah. DDP looks like he is from the South.
1: Yeah. So for a lot of his career, he had that blonde curly mullet, uh-huh. which is like, considering it was the nineties, a real choice. So let's go. Let's learn a little bit more about it. Oh, him. No, I accidentally went back to Baron Corbin. Oh no. Piss. Okay. So.
2: Holy Moses. That's a beautiful rug
1: uh-huh <laughs> page joseph Falkenberg was born on april 5th 1956 so obviously he's an aries uh-huh. but he's actually from point pleasant new jersey he's not from the south he's got a real southern vibe to him but he's not um, he's got a real
2: florida vibe to him <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: well he lived in florida um his parents got divorced when he was a kid he was mostly raised by his father while his brother and sister were raised by his maternal grandmother he had dyslexia and said this made school a challenge for him he like. Did college for a little bit, but he didn't complete it, as far as I can tell. Um, He was into athletics. He was a star basketball player in high school and a fan of the Dallas Cowboys, hence his future wrestling name. He started managing for American Wrestling Association in 1988. He managed Bad Company made up of Paul Diamond and Pat Tanaka. So this is where the Diamond stuff starts coming in. As far as I could tell, he was pretty much Diamond Dallas Page from the jump. That was started as like his manager name. And then he never really wrestled as anything else. Um, they had female valets in Bad Company known as the Diamond Dolls. <laughs> mm. um, he had wanted to wrestle himself, but he hurt his knee. So he went into nightclub management. You know, that other thing that we all do. Uh, his most notable place was Norma Jeans in Fort Myers, Florida. It was known for its pink Cadillac. And that's where he met his first wife, Kimberly, who posed in Playboy, among other jobs. She's like a super babe. I have so, so this was like, I was really excited to do his childhood because there's this picture of him on Wikipedia wikipedia where he's just like a little bb on a like toy unicorn uh-huh. and it's really cute and then this is um the like early management days so this is him with one of the guys from bad company and that's a diamond doll which as far as i can tell was just like an 80s lady uh-huh with hair i'm
2: uh-huh. just absolutely blown away with like how much of a mullet he has there
1: it's I mean, really it's... nuts i think we should post this yeah. one yeah uh, oh, sure.
2: like it looks like a wig
1: mm-hmm. but it's his hair I mean, maybe he had some e- clip I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But his shirt actually says uh, Diamond Page on it. So he was already like using the name then. And then um, this is a, a later picture, but that's just him and Kimberly. I mm-hmm. wanted to give some context for Kimberly. And this is clearly the 90s because she's got kind of like a Monica from Friends haircut going
0: on. Um, from watching the documentary... I I know, like, more about it, of course, Mm -hmm. but she was, like, 21 when they got married, and they met, like, at the bar, and she, in the documentary, she talks about it, she was like, yes, I was 21 years old. Oh, my God. (laughs) She seems kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, she seems
1: great. Yeah. Yeah. Um so page is also a color commentator for a couple of promotions he wrestled a bit as well but was mostly an announcer during this time again the knee uh he tried out for an announcer gig with wwf but he didn't get the job he did however get to drive my friends rhythm and blues the honky tonk man and greg valentine to the ring in his pink cadillac at wrestlemania so i went back and looked at that picture again that's diamond Dallas page which is really funny i know <laughs> and you would like never know that because he's just like a dude wearing sunglasses in the car but that's the, the pink cadillac from his bar Norman, Jeans? Uh, Paige joined WCW in 1991 as the manager of the fabulous Freebirds, which my computer kept changing to free Boards, which I mm. thought was funny. Um, that's Jimmy Garvin and Michael PSA. Yeah,
2: Sarah's, Sarah's got a lot of lumber she's off on Craigslist. <laughs>
0: Freeboards! <laughs> yeah. A lot of boards.
1: So many boards, y'all. One thing led to another, and he started wrestling for WCW at around 35, which is pretty dang Damn. old to start. Um, I'm only 32, and my niece don't like living at all, so I yeah, can't I mean. imagine what it's like after After an actual injury, trying to still got time.
3: I'm 31 and my knee clicks when I walk upstairs. (laughs) There's no
1: fucking way I can be a wrestler. Knees are made to break. That's just what they're about.
2: I don't know. I could like just uh, like have a try on. Like I'm going for a rikishi vibe, (laughs) (laughs)
4: like
2: Gaelic rikishi. Well, they already have that in Killian Dane.
4: Oh, that's
1: true. Your boy. Wow. Uh. So, um he wasn't good when he started wrestling, perhaps unsurprisingly, Uh, but I found this quote from him uh, about starting out. He said, Eric Bischoff gave me the job as I was a good example of work ethic, passion, and someone that cares about the business. Since they wouldn't really book me, I went down to the WCW power plant, the wrestling school. (laughs) Crazy name. Every day I wasn't working. That's how you adapt to adversity. Even when I started to make it, I still kept going back. Until I was on the road 260 days a year plus, I was still going to that power plant. For five years I went there because that's how long it took me to get to the top. So he continued improving and started building his stable, the diamond mine. Woo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, so the diamond thing
1: I think is kind of funny. He like took it from the other guy and then that yeah. kind of became his thing. Um, but unfortunately in 1992 he tore his rotator cuff ugh, and was let go from WCW. So this is um, the the freeboards. <laughs> the fabulous freeboards over here. Um, they all had a real... That hair is something else. I don't know too much about the fabulous freebirds, but I'm kind of curious to learn more.
0: I learned a little bit about them because the uh, documentary. First off, he when he was working at Norma Jean's, he mm-hmm. met Jake the Snake, and oh, that was yeah. like his like friendship started because of that, and that's how he got to know all the wrestlers. Oh. And they were like, well you're 35 like you probably shouldn't do this and he was like no i'm gonna do it so he just started going to the power plant like and um what's his wife's name kimberly kimberly was like yeah he'd be there constantly like wow. all the time working and that's where he was like just trying to improve improve so he could finally get uh people's attention to be like this is what i want to do and then the free birds were the first people that were like yeah we'll we'll work with you and we like like That's you really cool. and stuff and he had so many gimmicks going on at that time
4: oh my
1: god yeah like what what was his he had like, so interesting he one? had like
0: it, like eric bischoff said he had so many fucking things that he'd have going at all times and it was like this does not work all together mm-hmm. at all so he'd like Man. slowly have to remove stuff god he just really wanted
1: to be there see <laughs> yeah so this was a quick break for a slide of vests um yep. There were just so many. So for a, a lot of these- first slide of this. Yeah. Uh, and he had cigars and so many- It's kind of kinda like I knew. Katie, <laughs> Katie, do you want
0: to describe what you're wearing? Yes, I'm wearing- um, a Diamond Dallas Page original. Um, it is <laughs> green styles. with floral, very vintage, mm-hmm. chic. It is the same length as all of his, which go a little bit, cover half of the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, short, like no sleeves, sleeveless vest. Um, just a really good look that I can, you know, show off my muscles.
1: Yes. You've been going to the power plant, I see. I've been going to the
0: power plant constantly. <laughs> you get, you gotta, gotta get in this wrestling mm-hmm. gig. My, my wife, Kimberly, said I go too much. <laughs> Kimberly uh, we're sorry.
2: I want to channel like 12-year-old Kyle and like explain like why I think the vest Is one of the most like masculine things you can wear in wrestling yes because like a guy who doesn't have a shirt on is like very showy he's normally like pretty greased up so Uh it looks like it looks like sort of like a wrestler like an old-fashioned like wrestler Uh uh-huh but a guy who's like doesn't have a shirt on has a vest on that's a dude who's gonna beat he's gonna beat the shit out of you like he's not trying to wrestle he's trying to get in a fight because he's a guy no shirt just a vest ready to throw hands and kick boots
3: every single picture on this slide looks like a Halloween pimp it costume does. photo. Yeah, <laughs> it you does. It I mean? does. Like every
2: single one. Yeah, that
3: does. He's
0: got a cigar Did either Did of y'all have vest because of this style?
2: No. No, no. This is, it's not a style that I aspired to. It was sort of like <laughs> if you gave me a lineup of people and like a guy in a T-shirt with the sleeves rolled up, a uh-huh. guy with no shirt, a guy in a vest, a guy in like a torn up shirt, uh-huh. a guy in like a leather jacket. I'd be like the guy in the vest is going to win that fight because <laughs> okay. he's the fighter because he's a fighter.
1: It's it is really funny. So like he has one that's just like your your standard bright purple with green pants that looks uh-huh. like um classic the Joker Halloween costume. Yep. This one this kind of darker purple one, I can't tell what the appliqué is. Is it money? It's maybe money or maybe playing cards.
0: Oh, cuz yeah. there
1: was a really strong like I'm a compulsive gambler vibe tool on yep. of his looks um there's this shiny pink satin one that is maybe my favorite
0: uh-huh uh, that looks like pink ladies also you have to mention that all of his elbow pads match they the do vest. they
1: do they're really cute actually they have a
0: contrast um
1: patch cute then, is definitely the word i'd say yeah, in that one. <laughs> really cute and then his um and then like a zebra print with a diamond mm-hmm shaped sunglasses
0: and then um, a like a garth brooks vibe there mm-hmm.
1: that's like his classic though his, <laughs> yep. yeah, his yeah, real classic vest lightning
2: his yeah, like peak black period leather. was uh-huh. just like lightning down his pants and across his vest yeah. everyone
1: was wearing lightning though because this was when um, lightning was, was
2: popular lightning <laughs> was <laughs> really trendy
1: everyone was like really into lightning <laughs> it, was,
2: it was either like lightning or with goldberg it was like a cloud of gold dust
1: Wow. I guess it was the abstract pattern era for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh, look, baby. more Oh, baby. I got this picture because I knew it would make Kyle laugh. Um, Paige didn't want to give up, so he went to Jake Roberts, his good friend Jake Roberts, for advice on how to improve his character. Mm-hmm. His injury healed, and he came back to WCW in 1994 with his beautiful wife, Kimberly, as his diamond doll and an on-screen bodyguard wonderfully named Max Muscle. Hell yeah. <laughs> Around this time, he also started using his signature move, the diamond cutter. Um, it was huge with fans because it could be applied from any position so many dramatic possibilities yeah
2: i need to ask mike this because like is there any difference between the diamond cutter and the rko
0: okay or what's rko
2: that's randy orton's move that similarly people just love the move and i don't know if they actually like randy orton oh
0: uh, no one likes randy orton
3: no not really yeah it's just one is WWE and one is, uh, or it's just like what's the difference between a hurricane and a Frankenstein?er
2: It's the same thing. Yeah, that's yes, moves I we
1: all know and love mm-hmm. and do regularly.
2: Uh, yeah, I just wanted to confirm that because like it's the exact same move and it works the same way. And I I still love them both equally. Like I I, I love the RKO uh, during Vine's brief life. Like Randy Orton Vine memes were. The highlight of my day i'd watch them over and over again and revisit the ones i love the most
1: wow little window into kyle's life
0: um zipper shirts and <laughs> zipper shirts and mine rko and videos a whole other side to you i'm like really learning about right now kyle yeah. is this a positive or negative well
1: we're married so
2: can't get out of now can't get
1: out of now <laughs> Um, So Paige notably feuded with NWO, especially Macho Man Randy Savage, who once spray-painted NWO on Paige's back.
2: Which is fucked up, because, like, NWO sprayed NWO on Randy Savage's back. Like, he's gotta know how it feels.
1: Yeah, don't spread... Don't continue the bullying chain. It's a vicious
2: cycle.
3: Hurt people hurt people.
0: Wow. (laughs) Also, Um, this photo on the right that you you put on here for enjoyment... that's a that's like a good engagement photo shoot oh right? my
1: god i really wish like we had done this one are you and alex gonna do that for your engagement <laughs> what if i talked him into that <laughs> that would be so funny so to give you guys some context it's um uh ddp shirtless in jeans with like a, a silver medallion belt on a motorcycle and kimberly is topless on the back in leather, in pants. leather pants <laughs>
3: I mean, you guys are joking around, but like, how do I, how do I get that in my life? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just somebody who's just so down for me. That's like, hey, you're shirtless. Me too. Let's I'll let's rub on my this.
0: moves
1: right on your back. It's <laughs> a really dangerous it. way to ride a motorcycle. Mike, but. you got to
2: start with, you got to start with the hug, and the lady will follow. Okay.
1: Yeah, look at the stained glass detailing on that motorcycle. Oh, Oh, every woman goes wild.
2: I just drove it right
3: into that Sears.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they had to open both doors for that one. It really is like (laughs) the double door situation for sure.
1: There's like so much, (laughs) so much like work went into that shot in the background. It's just like,
0: or do you think that that's like the Olin Mills? Yep, gotta rep Olin Mills a little bit. Do you think it's an Olin Mills studio and they just have that? that motorcycle is part of it because in chattanooga you know they hit hard on like props at Olin mills
2: um i think i i have no context uh but like based on how he sits on it you think he's his? he's sitting on it like he owns that but yeah <laughs> he is like if you did not know it, like you kind of like straddle it a little bit and like be a little dandy with it he's like yeah. i'm just I'm not even going to put one of my feet on the ground.
1: Oh, yeah, you know they say? Sit on it like you own it.
2: Yeah, he, he's making payments on that bike.
4: <laughs> For
1: till 2049. Yeah. <laughs> he's in debt. <laughs> um, so he got NWO spray painted on him. Since they were such bad dudes, this really endeared him to the crowd. Um, also, Macho Man Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth revealed that... <gasps> DDP and his valet Kimberly were actually married. What? A big fucking deal. Um, admittedly they did this in a fucked up way by showing one of her playboy nudes covered up with the NWO symbol and then they brought out Kimberly also spray painted with the NWO symbol. Ooh. Lots of spray paint. It's not safe for human skin. No it's not. They need to stop doing that. Don't breathe in those fumes a lot of concerns. Also,
0: like you got to paint thin that back.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. She's just like, oh, I have little bits of spray paint coming off me for months. Yep. God, that does not look good
0: in those engagement photos.
1: No, she's, she's turned to the side, but it yeah. actually says NWO still on her back. probably. Um, this, I found this out late in the game today and I could not believe it. So then there was this angle in early 1999 in which Scott Steiner became Kimberly's stalker. During one episode of Nitro, he followed Kimberly to her car in the garage and Paige jumped out and attacked him. Then Steiner stole Kimberly's car with her inside in the passenger seat. He like drove off with her and then he attempted to run over Paige. And then he threw Kimberly, a stunt woman dressed as her, out of the moving car and she was taken away in an ambulance. I have the video of this. I highly encourage you guys to watch it. It is stunning.
3: I just want to get a quick <laughs> <laughs> pull the rim. How many vehicular manslaughter <laughs> angles do you think have ever happened in pro wrestling?
1: Probably like one to three a year, right? <laughs>
4: one to three
3: a year. All right, you're, you're, you're right on the money. <laughs> I
0: was going to say, but they were like for sure heavy in the aughts, right? Yeah. Where it was just like vroom, vroom, everyone. Yeah, this is like 1999 and it looked
1: like it was seriously the early 70s. Like the vibe of it is so much... I was like, I was around in like a, a conscious preteen during this time and I don't remember everything looking this tacky,
0: but. Oh yeah, I but know. it is Florida or a hotel parking lot. Yeah, yes.
1: it is. And you can see, I have a still from it here. They really cleverly like got her ready to have a stunt woman impersonate her by like covering her up as much as possible. She's like leather jacket, <laughs> gloves, really sturdy pants, like sturdy a turtleneck. Boobs, a turtleneck, like you baseball know, hat. Driving so that, gloves. I mean, but thank God, because that stunt woman, they weren't going super fast, but like but they still, did yeah. throw her out of a moving car face first. So you couldn't tell it wasn't Kimberly, which I was like oh, God. <laughs> when I watched it. So um, and then there's like a long, like four minute denouement where they're like, is Kimberly OK? Like the announcers are like, well, thank God we have an ambulance on standby during all of our matches. And they're like slowly backboarding her. Thank God, and God like, we have one staged ambulance and then one yes. real ambulance as well. All the EMTs are like jacked and have goatees, but yep. they're not wrestling. No, absolutely you not. You
2: guys know that, like, less than two months ago, there was a storyline where someone was trying to kill Roman Reigns with a car.
4: Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: I know this because Kyle would not so stop showing the he got in remission, and then they were like, let's run him down with a car. He's strong enough now to handle a
4: car. Well, yeah.
2: <laughs> one week, first, like, a mysterious person tried to push down, like, crates on him in the backstage area. Uh-huh. And then the next week, he was, like, trying to find who did it, and he was out... <laughs> <laughs> and a car tried to hit him like uh-huh. or he was in a, He was getting out of a car and then another His... car tried to hit him and he dove into the car uh, and Samoa Joe, quote unquote, broke kayfabe to be like, somebody help this guy.
1: <laughs> wow. How good. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like the work of a mischievous phantom.
2: Mm. he
1: was into dropping things on people at inopportune times is all I'll say and
2: Eric Rowan really is the phantom of the WWE or is Luke Harper more of the phantom (laughs)
0: Luke Harper
2: (gasps) Mike's giving me the sort of like Robert Redford Jeff nod like Mm -hmm. slow pan you did it
1: yeah um, so unrelated to all of this car business, or
0: Sting. Let's be honest. <laughs> Sting yeah, in the really, rafters.
4: Yeah. Oh, the a- crowd,
0: like come on. Let's be honest.
1: Kyle and I had a really fun convo the other day about like how we wish Sting had had a valet that had to like clamber up into the rafters <laughs> with him every time. And like what her deal would be, and like what her costume would look like, so she could climb
2: up there. Yeah. Well, then it'd be a thing like when he slides down to the ring. She doesn't have a harness, so she, like <laughs> after she's like finding it, like pans up and she's like daintily climbing across, across she's the like rafters,
1: going over to like the fire escape for the crew and like going down. Um, <laughs> or
0: just her being like, like if she's like terrifying, she's, she's like, like no.
1: God damn it, Stan, you left me.
0: Yeah.
2: You um, told me it wouldn't happen this time. You promised we'd come down together.
1: Um, so, well, unfortunately, um, Paige and Kimberly did get divorced. <laughs> In 2005. Maybe your worst transition ever. <laughs> Just got to get his... Time is money. <laughs> um, they did. It was amicable. They're fine.
2: And they, she clearly appeared in his... Yeah. Based document. on the doc, they're yeah. totally
1: fine. Um, I'm glad she did, actually. that That's mm-hmm. nice. I didn't, like, go too much into their time together because it seems like a lot of you know sad sexist bullshit but she seems chill so i'm glad they're like happy together i also put this connect magazine where they're posing with wires Mm -hmm. i don't really know what it is but she's wearing a very shiny pleather bustier
0: she is Mm -hmm. Uh, interesting
1: what a bad transition i made okay so (laughs) this is weird um Paige once tag-teamed with Jay Leno of Jay Leno's Garage to defeat Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff. He also once tag-teamed with NBA star Karl Malone. So here's, like, pictures of him with both of them. Jay Leno, I would like to point out, dressed like he's going to go golfing, but that's to, to wrestle. Yep. I mean, that's sort of in keeping, but I do wish he'd worn his denim on denim to oh, wrestle.
2: Yeah. Here's a fun fact about Carl Malone, he still goes to like WWE events and when they show him in the crowd, he'll throw up a diamond cutter. I've I like, seen
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Like, Carl
2: Malone is all about this.
0: Cause I remember someone like we were watching something at one point and I was like, I saw I was like, what is he doing? And y'all were like, that's a diamond cutter. I was like, I don't even know. It's cool.
1: Wow. Um, so Paige became the WCW world championship. Oh my God. Start again. Paige became the WCW World Heavyweight Champion in 1999. Yay. But he also turned heel. Oh, no. Classic. He kept losing the title and regaining the title, but then he lost it to his tag team partner, David Arquette, (laughs) as Katie covered last time. Yep. Um, Here's how his WWE profile sums up his time in WCW. Paige's success included winning the World Television Championship, two United States Championships, three World Heavyweight Championships, and four World Tag Team Championships. So he was like... You know, it took him a while to get going. But once he got going, boy, he was going. Yeah, he was
0: running. Okay, so so then when WCW was purchased by WWF owner Vince McMahon in 2001, Paige was one of the first major WCW stars along with Booker T and Buff Bagwell who accepted buyouts of their AOL Time Warner contracts in order to immediately sign with McMahon. He debuted in WWF on on June 18th, 2001, episode of Raw, when he unveiled himself as, once again, the stalker of Undertaker's wife, Sarah. So we have two different stalker stories going on.
2: I didn't know Undertaker had a wife. He's (laughs) had many. Yeah, He used
3: to... I mean, does he still have the Sarah tattoo on his neck? <laughs> yeah, he did in the whole t- '90s and 2000s. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but what was insane about this angle? I watched this as a kid. Is you would just it would just like cut to voyeuristic footage of her like cleaning like yeah. the outside of their house, and it would just be like this distorted voice being like, "Yeah, Undertaker, like I'm here at your house with your wife." When it's like <laughs> it's so uncomfortably creepy.
1: I mean, talk about hurt people, hurting people. His wife was stalked and now he continues the vicious cycle.
2: Absolutely. Honestly, this is amazing storytelling in wrestling. I mean, it's it's kind of like the Dark Tower.
0: Oh, yeah. Keep, oh. I mean, this goes, <laughs> yeah, it's this is really interesting. So, about the whole, and then we can continue to talk about it because I think it's really fascinating. So, Paige revealed he didn't care about Sarah. He only did it to make an impact mm-hmm. and wanted to take on the big, biggest dog in the yard that's what
2: happens when dogs get in the yard yeah. they just stalk another dog's life. <laughs>
0: exactly so at king of the ring he fought the undertaker in an unsanctioned brawl that was never announced as an official match on july 5th episode of smackdown page competed against wcw heavyweight booker t but failed to win the title after a distraction from the undertaker
4: Ooh. and then on
0: july 9th episode of raw wc owner Shane McMahon and ECW owner Paul Heyman joined together to create the alliance with former WCW and ECW alumni joining forces in an attempt to control of the WWF. At the Invasion Pay Per View, all of these pay per views just crack me up. The names of them. Paige formed part of the Team Alliance alongside Booker T, Rhino, and the Dudley Boys, defeating Team WWF after Team WWF member Stone Cold Steve Austin turned on his team members <gasps> mid match. Oh my God! What mid
2: no.
1: match?
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, question for Mike, because I didn't, wa- I wasn't watching at the time, at, like when this was happening. Did this suck?
3: <laughs> so here's the thing it also kind of ties back into Diamond Dallas Page as a kid I only watched WWF I had no idea who these other people were <laughs> so the idea of the invasion angle seemed really cool and now as like a wrestling fan being like wait I'm supposed to think that like Rhino can compete <laughs> with the top guys <laughs> in the WWF that's insane because it's like if you look at the the talented wrestlers who were waiting out, it's like, oh yeah, Sting isn't involved, Goldberg isn't involved, no one like the outsiders aren't involved, this is crazy. But, like, at the time, I didn't know. And and so, like, this stalker angle, he stands in the middle of the ring, and I'm like, who could this be? This is going to be great. Pulls off the mask. It's Diamond Dallas Page, who young Mike has never heard of. <laughs> and I remember being, like, super disappointed. Being like, like, wait, what? I don't know who the hell this guy is or whatever. And then he sort of endeared himself later, but that was kind of the problem with the whole invasion angle. It was, like, cool storytelling, but they had they had to.
0: they didn't give any information beforehand yeah and they had to no. spend
3: too much time educating me who has never has no idea about it and yeah. so i'm like yeah that's not like Kurt angle i don't really care you know like that yeah. was kind of me when i was a kid totally
0: so um one thing that they don't talk about in here he also uh diamond dallas fought sarah in an episode and oh, he they hit each other and then immediately undertaker comes in and defense of course but it's so funny because she's on the back of the motorcycle with Undertaker and they're doing the like where he goes down because he had his like you know badass motorcycle phase as we've talked about and so they like have him go down and at one point as he's like going down the like the ramp it just gets a little (laughs) wobbly and she's on the back so she just like gets off and you know that (laughs) she was supposed to go a little bit further but she didn't so she was like we're just gonna stop it here And, and then he goes all the way around rounds like but it's like this great moment of you're like he could have totally just tipped that fucker over like but so they fight and then The feud just continues and they keep on adding more and more people to this. And then his feud with The Undertaker culminated when he and Kane defeated Paige and Canyon at SummerSlam 2001 in a steel cage match for the WWF Tag Team Championship. Where Paige actually got injured Mm -hmm. and was kept out of action until October
1: 2001.
0: Damn. So it like fucked him up. So then I have a quote from his whole, this whole thing. Um, He said, it didn't matter if it was me or someone else from WCW facing Taker. We were going to get the beat down because they wanted to say, hey, we won the war. Hmm. So then after this, uh, while he was injured, he developed a new gimmick. (gasps) Yeah, go for it in which he became a motivational speaker. Wow. The character involved Paige constantly smiling and acting optimistic with his trademark phrase, that's not a bad thing, that's a good thing. (laughs) The promo is insane. But it's also very funny based on what his what he's doing now. So, let's just say. So, uh, DDP's irritatingly positive attitude drew the ire of the WWE <laughs> universe. It also drew him some success as he defeated Christian for the European Championship in 2002. Later that year, DDP retired full-time competition. And then on April 18th episode of SmackDown, he sustained a serious neck injury during a match with oh. Hardcore Holly... After botching a superplex. After receiving opinions from multiple doctors, Paige eventually announced his retirement in 2002. He left the promotion soon after. So all of that happened, kind of. And then in 2004, he started working with Total Nonstop Action Wrestling. And then, this is my favorite, Um, in 2009, Diamond Dallas Page made a special appearance for Juggalo Championship Wrestling. What? Yeah, JCW at their Bloody Mania 3 event. No. Aligning himself with the (laughs) JWO. He hit his trademark diamond cutter finisher on Trent Acid. (laughs) (sighs) I... So, to give you a little information, Juggalo Championship Wrestling is an American <laughs> independent professional wrestling promotion founded in 1999 by Violent J and Shaggy2Dope, best known as the hip hop duo Insane Clown Posse. JCW currently runs shows throughout the country. I kind
1: of can't believe that juggalos
0: are still a thing.
3: Oh, they're a huge thing. And- yeah,
1: no, I know. It's just, it's so fascinating
3: they were they were in the wwe (laughs) they were in a stable called the oddities
0: I did not know that. So the
3: history of jugglers in professional wrestling goes further back than you would think. Well,
0: I know that
1: Venn diagram is almost a circle, but.
0: (laughs) 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 It is a straight up circle.
1: Yeah. It's, there's a lot of overlapping interests. This isn't me trying to like, it's just, it's such a like late nineties, early two thousands vibe to the whole thing. But I guess that's kind of professional wrestling too. It's like, oh wow, this is still a thing and a huge thing.
0: Yeah. I just like surge is all over both those stadiums. Like yes. everyone be drinking surge. Nah,
2: surge is not at JCW events. So That's be Fago, Fago, Sorry, mm-hmm. Fago.
0: I don't know this. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> what the hell's Fago? I don't it's know.
2: The fuel that powers the Juggalo Nation. It's
1: very. It's a fruit soda.
2: And there's a lot of Fagos.
1: There's a lot of different flavors, I think.
2: Oh, There's like Cola Fago. I'm sure there's a Surge Fago. So they all
1: got diabetes? It's, what like you're a, saying? it's a
2: brand. It's a brand of soda.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, clearly not one that's around here very often, or surely one of us would have tried it. <laughs> Wait, it's not at the
0: Whole Foods 360?
1: So um, yeah. They have organic Fago. made any, any of
3: our listeners from Michigan, please educate us about Fago.
1: Yeah. yeah, we're not trying to be ignorant here. We no. just don't know. We truly don't know. We don't. Oh, God. Very
0: true. We're going to lose all our Juggalo listeners. We are. (laughs) Um, But J.W.O. was their New World Order. Oh, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's... Clever. Yep, yeah, exactly. Uh, July 2nd, 2012, Paige made an appearance on Raw where he hit diamond cutters on Health Slater. He also appeared at Raw. Heath, sorry. Health, <laughs> Heath
4: Slater.
3: Honestly, we're giving Heath Slater a new gimmick. It's Come the on. Whole
0: Foods version. Come
3: on, he has kids. Let's, let's back
0: on. I know he's got kids. <laughs> I got kids, you know? Uh, I'll let me back up. Where he hit diamond cutter on Heath Slater <laughs> Quotes: I got kids. He also <laughs> appeared at Raw 1000, accompanied by other WWE legends during Slater's match with Lita. And on January 6, 2014, Paige again appeared on Raw along with the uh, uh, along with the number of older legends as part of the show's old school theme. Mm-hmm. And in 2014, an emotional Page inducted his wrestling mentor Jake The Snake Roberts into the WWE Hall of Fame. Oh. That's really sweet. Yeah. uh, I watched a little bit of it, and it was very sweet. Mm If
4: you'll
0: keep on going. And then, as a result of using yoga to rehabilitate what he thought was a career-ending 1998 back injury in WCW, Paige started developing DDP yoga in 2005. On February 21st, 2014, Paige appeared on ABC's television series Shark Tank where he declined to sell a 5% share in DDP Yoga for $200,000. He had hoped to use the money to develop a mobile app, and the investors believed the company's 2013 profits of $800,000 would decline in future years. Page later said he sold more than a million dollars worth of product in the first six days after his appearance and used the revenues to build DDP Yoga Performance in uh, Smyrna, Georgia and develop an app.
2: Wow. That's how Shark Take works.
0: Yeah. You're doing it for the PR. Yep. Exactly. So, um, on the documentary, it talks about this, but it also talks about in the documentary how he helped uh, Jake the Snake become sober and Mm -hmm. do yoga to help also with his whole like and like he has so many issues and stuff so mm-hmm. and there's a video a very sad video of him going to the atlanta airport to pick jake the snake up drunk after he flew in and like he was trying to leave or something it was a whole scenario but he like loses it on him at the airport Hmm. wow yeah but he like really tries to help and a lot of people out and make sure that they can get moving again because all their bodies are robot bodies. Mhm. So is there something to
1: it's it's not super traditional yoga, but like what what
0: is his like stamp on it? His stamp on it is he says like he literally it's like it this it, he says it ain't your mama's yoga. Yeah, it ain't your mama's yoga, and he does like a—I forget what the specific kind he does. I was reading about it, but um, it's a lot of like breathing and stretching and stuff mm-hmm. to like work
2: your. From I, I I think the general vibe of it is like he cuts out all this sort of mental peace side and like does all of the moves and the moves, the moves of- and breath control and physicality of yoga, but sort of. Kind of frames it in a sort of Taibo esque way, where it's kind of, I I think I I haven't watched the I I saw the HBO Real Sports piece on it, and I haven't watched this documentary, but I think part of it is he just sort of communicates yoga's physical benefits without the sort of Eastern medicine Philosophy, mental yeah. like philosophical aspect, and it's sort of like Jedi mind tricks wrestlers and guys into doing that and actually rehabilitating their body and not judging it. It's like committing to the actual physical
0: Yeah, I figured it was something that's like, wrestlers can do this, real men can do yoga. Yeah,
1: I mean, if it gets people to do it, I guess that's good. It's just so interesting to me to think of yoga as like trying to make it a not spiritual practice cuz yeah. that's I'm like well then it's not really yoga. Yeah. I
3: mean that's always been my big hang up with it. I'm too much of a real man to yeah. like <laughs> Yeah. I well, would say that for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, if it's like really helping people there that that's yeah. wonderful. I mean it if is, it's getting people to think about being kind to their bodies, yeah. Yeah.
0: It is really funny in the documentary. He's like most of the time when he's interviewed, he's in his um in his Tesla <laughs> and he was like just like walking around like getting things in his Tesla SUV and he's like talking about his yoga and how it's helped so many people and I was like Wow, dude, cool, cool, cool car, man. Exactly. Um, and then March thirty first, the thirty first of twenty seventeen, Paige was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in Orlando, Florida.
1: Wow, and there he is getting there inducted, he is. looking very handsome. You're looking very flexible in this picture. I, know, I cannot raise my like had that high. Get
0: of him because it's just
2: so He's got great. Long ass legs. Yeah, he, he looks does. very
1: happy in that picture. Yeah. I mean, he does look great considering how long he's been like, wrestling and mm-hmm. how many injuries he's had. Like, Good for him, man. Yeah. Keep on going. And he looks much better with the short
0: hair. No disrespect to the mullet, but... It was a lot. It so, was a lot. Page Paige is commonly associated with the self high five, as well as the diamond cutter symbol, a hand gesture made by joining the thumbs and index fingers on each hand to form a diamond shape. Uh, he created the symbol in 1996 and later trademarked it. And in December 2005, Page filed a lawsuit against rapper Jay-Z, who he claimed had allegedly adopted his trademark hand gesture. Wow. Page, I'm... yeah, accused Jay-Z of trademark infringement and sought a prohibitive injunction and in monetary damages. It resulted in Page dropping the lawsuit for an undisclosed amount of money. Mm. 2010, Page filed the lawsuit against American Electronic. <laughs> musical duo 30 what a 303 303 for infringement of his trademark diamond cutter hand gesture. <laughs> Page's WCW entrance music, Cell 5-5, intentionally contained similarities to the 1991 Nirvana song Smells Like Team Spirit. As composed, Jimmy Hart and Paige felt it exemplified the sound of the 90s. And according to Paige, <laughs> Nirvana's drummer, Dave Grohl, in turn claimed that WCW <laughs> owes the band money. But before any future actions or lawsuit took place, the track was altered to sound like it was, but wasn't.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> that's then, so funny. Right? So, a little bit of weird lawsuits and stuff. And then also, he has been a bad guy in a lot of bad horror movies and slasher movies. Ew. Cool. Yeah. So, he plays that role that we were talking about. Yeah. But does he ever remodel a house in one of them? I don't know. Hmm. Maybe he does. Hmm. So, yeah. That's... That's I, no. <laughs> I mean... It's
1: a very interesting person. It's so funny to me to have the like, I'm definitely going to sue anyone who does a hand gesture similar to this, which is like not a super uncommon thing to do with one one's hands. No. I would I, say. Isn't that a Delta
0: thing too? I don't know. Is that the Delta sorority? I, I don't know. I think it is. I was not a sorority girl. Neither. either. That's why I just, I remember seeing girls
2: do that
1: or mm. something similar. Maybe they were in the Illuminati. Yeah, that too. Or they were big DDP fans. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't know. They are the same hand gesture. I I would say like, I'm not typically doing that unless I'm trying to evoke Jay-Z or Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah. (laughs)
4: Not
1: 303.
2: See if you can go fuck themselves. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. We're going to lose Whoa. all the 303 yeah. listeners. Eat shit,
2: 303 listeners. Oh, wow. <laughs> Kyle,
1: don't come on our yeah. podcast and... Burning bridges.
2: Wow. I'm at Chorps at Twitter.net. 303, come at me.
1: <laughs> oh, no. We're going to get <laughs> they so They actually many follow. Emails. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, he's a really interesting dude, and I'm, I'm super curious to see, like, if, if his work has any effect on... Um, like this kind of next generation of wrestlers who seem a little bit more concerned with their personal health anyway like yeah. I'm just curious to see what if anything changes there
4: well, some just, of them
0: yeah.
2: well and also he's involved uh, directly with AEW because like when mm. Cody's come to the ring mm-hmm. I think it was uh, Double or Nothing like uh, Diamond Dallas Page or maybe it was All In I, I forget which one but like they sort of made it like a boxing event where like they both came out with, like, their entourages. And oh, really? And DDP was in Cody's crew. I think it was all in, actually.
0: Oh, nice. That wouldn't mm-hmm. have been said anywhere. Huh. That's yeah. interesting if he will be part of that world a little bit.
2: You hmm. probably... I don't think he's, like... A contracted member of All Elite Wrestling. He's yeah. just sort of there to give it some he just old lives school in Florida. vibes. Yeah.
0: He just lives in Florida and it's easy. It's down mm-hmm. the street, you know. Yeah, he can take his Tesla down the street. He can take his Tesla.
2: Yeah, and he can
3: shill DDP yoga to all the wrestlers and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think they did some kind of cross-promotional event where the Young Bucks were like, and we're going to do DDP yoga with GDP! And you're like, okay, alright. <laughs> I'll is you know? fucking paying you. So, yeah. In so
0: that,
4: that way, app. yes.
3: Get the app. He's very much...
0: He paid us to talk about DDP yoga as
1: well. Yeah. Um, are we all going to download the app and do it? Yeah.
2: I mean... I mean is-,
0: <laughs> is this going to be harder than Finn's workout? Mm, I don't know. Well, Does like it the involve with, box
2: jumps? <laughs> the whole thing with DDP yoga is you just download the app and just like do whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, you just like do whatever.
2: Do whatever, eat whatever... Get results. The yeah. app, the DDP Yoga app, Finn Balor edition, is literally just like a bunch of like links you just click on. It tells you to do a thing, and it's it's kind of like chat roulette where you have no control over what the next thing is.
0: And so many new boxes show up and like windows. <laughs> yeah. like, brrr. You get distracted and have to click on multiple things and eggs out of all of it. Oh my god, that sounds like a,
1: a nightmare. Mm-hmm. But maybe fun. Who knows? Um, Mike, do you have context for this final thoughts yeah. picture? It's just John Cena dressed as a hula lady. I
2: think Uh John Cena will dress as anything yeah, if it will get him $1,500 in an ad campaign.
1: But again, he's one of the few people I think where the the military style haircut looks better.
2: Yep. Oh, yeah. He shouldn't have hair.
1: Yeah. When he's growing out that. (laughs) Oh, the Republican dad hair is very tough on him. Yeah. It's brutal.
2: The JBL, JBL, as they call it, and (laughs) wrestling.
0: Yeah, he's someone that could probably do with some DDP yoga, I feel like. Sometimes I feel like his moves on his back are just, like, a little terrifying, you know? Yeah.
1: Ugh, God. So, he's also got a very forward thrust to his abs. He does. It's like his abs make a pot belly.
0: It's very true.
1: <laughs> Curses. Oh, well, um... Guys, we're about ready to wrap up here. But if you want to see any of these looks, we're going to have so many this time since we yeah. just talked about um, DDP. We're going to have a ton of looks we're going to post on Instagram. We're at KFab Podcast, K-A-Y-F-A-B. Um, that's also our Twitter handle if yeah. you want to shoot a recommendation over to us. Please
0: do. Talk about anything. Well, we got a recommendation this week. It was really great.
2: So.
1: Yeah. No, we really appreciate them. We always want to learn more. Um, Kyle, do you have anything coming up
0: you want to plug or talk about?
2: Nah, man.
0: <laughs> Any like wrestling matches you're really excited about?
2: Um, <laughs> we're recording
3: this before the uh, the huge programming change in wrestling. Yes. Are,
2: are there? What show are you most looking forward to, and least looking forward to? Uh, I'm least looking forward to SmackDown uh, because, like, I think it being on Fox is just going to be a lot of cognitive dissonance, like both in like it looking weird being on Fox. And like, I I don't think they have a very clear idea of what they're going to do to make it different than what it's been before and different from raw. Yeah. So it's just going to, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what kind of train wreck it's going to be, but I'm not hopeful for it at all. Um, I'm just all in on NXT. Uh, I like AEW, but I need to like see what it's actually gonna look like. Uh, but NXT's been great. the the Keith Lee Donovan Dijakovic match from this week was delightful. It, there's a great part where like <laughs> Donovan Dijak like does I think like a moonsault or a frog splash.
3: going to fade music out on Kyle explaining this match. Okay. So the episode is over. All God right, damn
4: it. <laughs>